Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 579, air date April 18th, 2020. We're going to be do- doing a live stream this evening. I know it's a little bit late, but um, let's see if I start this here. Hello, good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I hope everyone's having a good late Friday evening. I'm going to be doing a stream. I've been very busy throughout the whole day doing a lot of research work, but I really wanted to spend a little time with sharing some very, very good news uh, that came out actually in the mainstream media, and I think they were forced to report on this because, um, you know, uh, uh, truth is truth. And so I want to share that with you. I want to give you a little bit of background, as I always like to do, but I want to really talk about this very, very incredible story of the power of vitamin C actually saving an ER doctor's life. The mainstream media was forced to report on this. You know, they combined vitamin C, high-dose vitamin C, with another immunosuppressive drug, but the important thing is they included high-dose vitamin C. You know, this was a, uh, a case that was done uh, for a particular ER doctor who was suffering, who was in critical care. But the most important thing is that the media was forced to report that they actually use high-dose vitamin C. And you have to remember, uh, organizations like Facebook and uh, Google have been trying to wipe away whenever you try to bring up vitamins as having a positive, an extremely positive value. So this is a case where they cannot get rid of it. And the fact that they had to report that high-dose vitamin C uh, was involved in this treatment, I think is quite significant because it really speaks to what I've been sharing and consistently trying to get out there of the power of vitamin C, uh, particularly in crisis care. So let's review what what actually happened. Let me go over to the um, let me go over to our uh, PowerPoint slides, some slides that I have here that I wanted to share. First of all, um, just uh, let me bring up my slides. Um, many of you know, uh, just by way of background, for those of you who are joining us new or those of you joining us again. Um, I am a scientist. I have a PhD in, uh, from MIT in systems biology from the Department of uh, Biological Engineering. I got a bunch of degrees from there, but I've always been involved in health uh, in terms of research and health as a 14-year-old kid, and that's traversed me all the way to where I am today. But one of the areas I've been very, very interested in is the ability to, to understand systems and particularly molecular systems. So what I'm going to be talking about today is um, uh, so, uh, some of you may know that uh, I run a bunch of companies. If you go to vashiva.com, V is in uh, Victor A. Shiva.com, you can go up there, find all the different things I've done from inventing email to currently running for Senate. But one of the cool companies I run is a company called Cytosolve, C Y T O S O L V E, which came out of my research. By the way, those of you on Instagram, maybe what I'll do is let you guys watch along here if that's okay. Is that good for those people on Instagram? So you'll see that, um, let me bring this up over here so you guys can see, that's good. So one of the companies I run is a company called Cytosolve. Now, there's a very, very interesting, um, yes, uh, very interesting article that came out. In fact, the Los Angeles Times had to report this, which said emergency room doctor near near death with coronavirus saved after experimental treatment. Part of that experimental treatment was high dose vitamin C. High dose vitamin C is what they gave. Um, 
as I go into this, and by the way, people on Instagram, if you want to uh, watch this on YouTube, you can do that. Just want to make sure my YouTube is running. Sometimes I forget to start it. Yep, it's running. So if you want to check that out, uh, I'm, I'm also running there. But one of the key things is that this uh, medical doctor was saved from a near death. They only had two uh, days left for him to live and he was saved by this treatment. So I want to talk about that. Before I get into that, many of you know that what I've been trying to educate the public on uh, in a very, very direct and uh, educational way and in a dramatic way is that big pharmaceutical companies have been failing. Big Pharma, the trillion dollar industry that people like Bill Gates, people like Mark Zuckerberg, people like Hillary Clinton really support, people like the WHO, people like the Fauci's, people like you know China, which produces a lot of the you know, ingredients for big pharma, the big pharmaceutical industry is under massive distress. They're failing, their trillion dollar empire is going down the tubes. And the reason is of the amount of effort that it takes for them to actually produce a drug and the liability. It's a very, very medieval process. They start with a new compound, they do stuff in a test tube, they do stuff, uh, kill a bunch of animals. This takes around six years. And then they have to get FDA allowance to go into phase one, phase two, phase three human trials. About a 15 year, 13 to 15 year process, they spend five, about $5.1 billion. And the drug coming out of that may not even be uh, viable for everyone, may cause lots of side effects. And on top of it, we can sue them in federal court or courts if their uh, drug hurts us, okay? High liability, high risk. Very different than vaccines. No liability, nowhere near the regulatory framework. Um, and as you can see from this graph, to those people again on Instagram and sharing this, you see this huge amount of investment they keep making year over year over year in investing in uh, R&D, which is billions of dollars, and less and less new drugs are being allowed even by the FDA. And here's another dramatic graph showing that. So this is really the state of big pharma. They do not want us to talk about vitamins. They do not want us to talk about natural therapies. They do not want us to talk about the body as a system because their entire goal is to defraud us, bamboozle us, get us sick, and then give drugs. So on the one hand, they give us dirty food with companies like Monsanto, Big Ag. They give us food that doesn't really have nutrition, and then they want to get us on drugs. This is part of their plan. It's just business for them, and we need to wake up to that. It's not. Uh, they're just following their particular business model, which is on a locomotive, and they have people like Bill Gates, they have people like Mark Zuckerberg, as I mentioned, Hillary Clinton, all part of this, their, their media front end. Um, but that's what's fundamentally going on here, and this, is, this needs to be understood. Uh, people also know that because of my deep love and interest in medicine, having grown up in India, where my grandmother was a traditional healer, where we sh she would find the right formulations, when I came back to do my PhD, I got very, very interested in wanting to apply technology to medicine. And one of the big grand challenges in 2003 was, could you mathematically model the whole human cell? So imagine the cell in your body is all these chemical reactions. Again, those people on Instagram, you can go and see the YouTube video if you want to watch it where I'm showing the slides. And what you find is that if you think about the cell as a big factory, that all these chemical reactions are going on. Now imagine if you could use a computer to actually model those chemical reactions. Well, if you could do that, something extraordinary could take place. If you could pull that off, you don't have to go kill animals. You could figure out what's working long beforehand 
on the computer. So that was what I created for my PhD work at MIT, that, uh, and I called that Cytosol, where we were able to take all these chemical reactions found in individual papers. So if we wanted to look at the immune system, or if we wanted to look at inflammation, we look at all the papers written out there, find these little ball and stick diagrams, extract them, convert them to mathematical models, and compute them. And that was really my systems approach with Cytosol, which allowed us to do lots and lots of uh, pathways and really do large-scale diseases. And Cytosol, one of the first papers I published was back in 2011. And to give you the practical idea of it, you know, as I mentioned, in the traditional systems uh, of in medicine, people would combine different herbs. And if you were sick, they would find the right medicine for the right person at the right time. So here's a very interesting example of the kinds of things we can do with Cytosol. Uh, some of you may know there's a very powerful uh, herb called turmeric. It's actually a rhizome. The active ingredient is curcumin, and we know it lowers inflammation. And lowering inflammation and modeling inflammation is very good for stopping what we call um, you know, cancer or various diseases. Here, the outer circle is a cell wall. The inner circle is a nuclear wall. And what I've done with, with, with our approach is we can extract all the inflammatory mechanisms and look at all the places curcumin you know, stops inflammation. That's what that red line is. And we can actually mathematically model this. Similarly, here's looking at resveratrol, you know, the, the ingredient that's in the skin of red grapes. And here we also can see where that interacts. So what we can use this technology for, again, without killing animals, without even going to the test tube testing, is use the computer to understand the chemical reactions. And then using that understanding, we could also then interrogate the system to say, hey, can we mathematically understand how much curcumin, how much resveratrol do I put together? So you can, we can figure out how that will affect inflammation in the body. And that's precisely what we're able to do. We can do these really cool simulations. So that's sort of the mechanisms. And so in this case, I'm running an experiment. I'm not giving any curcumin, any resveratrol. In the last column, it's the amount of inflammation in the body. And we're measuring that at the cellular level, we're simulating it. So we know there'll be high inflammation is what we're setting. Next, what we're doing is what happens if I just give curcumin, which is imagine taking in turmeric or high dosages of it. You notice the inflammation drops. Now imagine me just giving resveratrol, similarly it drops. And what happens if I do a combination? You know, food, the power of medicine, food is medicine. I reduce curcumin by 60%, reduce this by 40, same total you know, concentration. And look what happens here. The inflammation drops by nearly 200%. So we're looking at the power of synergy. So uh, when you take a systems approach to medicine different than this approach, this is what we're able to do with Cytosol. We're actually able to look at compounds. We look at food, natural products. And Cytosol, we help a lot of great young companies who really want to help you, really want to help the world, really want to create great medicines. Um, from natural products. That's what I love. Where we're able to take these combinations on the computer long before we have to do clinical testing. And by the way, this is how we build airplanes, right? We don't simply go throw a pilot in. We don't go kill animals. We do everything on the computer and then we go do limited amounts of, let's say, in vitro or wind tunnel testing. And so we've built an amazing platform for really truth, freedom, and health where we're using Cytosol to mine all the literature, integrate knowledge without just relying on one person to go to the scientific source of truth. So um, when we really look at the immune system, as I've talked about, 
the immune system is not just the innate immune system or the adaptive. It's a much more complex system. And you can go to truthfreedomhealth.com and you can go read the videos, uh, go see videos. But I gave a lecture at the National Science Foundation about uh, four months ago, and I talked about the architecture of the immune system, which I presented. It's a very complex system, and it involves the innate, the adaptive, the interferon, the microbiome, the virome, the neural system, a much more powerful system, much more complicated system. But one of the things I've been sharing with all of you is that when a virus comes to us, like in this case, it's not that the virus hurts and harms us. We have about 380 trillion viruses in us, We've got viruses everywhere. It's your body's reaction to that virus. That's what's really important, how your body reacts to it. If your body is unbalanced, if it's weakened, if it's dysfunctional, then your body overreacts. And when that overreaction takes place, because some of your subsystems are weakened, it's called a storm, a cytokine storm. And that cytokine storm is where your body attacks itself. So please, please, please understand that, okay? It's your body attacking itself. And that's what you know the real science of the immune system reveals. It's a very complex system. Now, as I mentioned, we got all, we got about six trillion human cells, 60 trillion bacteria, 380 trillion viruses. So in summary, as you're looking at this here, it's not the viruses that harm or kill us, it's the overreaction. And we have, many people may have underlying conditions. They may not even know sometimes until their body's under some kind of stress. You know, if you're an ER doctor, you're out there stressing. You don't get a lot of sleep. You're under massive amount of pressure. If you're a nurse, a medical care worker, if you're in social isolation, you're gonna get your immune system compromised. And dirty air, dirty water, and dirty food, as we've talked about. So just step back and think about it. Here's an emergency room doctor. He is treating patients. I'm sure he's under incredible amount of stress, which a lot of our Medicare workers are with all the uh, stuff that's going on. And what um, can happen is if your immune system is dysfunctional, is that your body, this is called a cytokine storm, where your uh, macrophages and your innate immune system um, and your uh, and, and your adaptive immune system and other subsystems start failing and your body actually creates a cytokine storm in reaction to the pathogens. Now, if you look at this doctor, um, and I'm, I'm pulling, this was in the Los Angeles Times, so I found it quite incredible that the Los Angeles Times had to report on this, particularly the fact that high dose vitamin C was used in this treatment. They also tested an experimental drug and it's unclear how much effect they, that had, but we know there's huge amounts of literature, which I'm gonna share with you about the power of vitamin C. The good news is they at least included it. And they probably included it because they know it was powerful and we don't even know how much the drug, the immunosuppressive drug had effects. Regardless, they had to put, they had to bring in vitamin C high dose into the equation. So if you look at this article, I wanna walk you through it. Here's what takes place. You know, they uh, as you look here, uh, you know, as critically ill elderly patients streamed into his emergency, emergency room outside Seattle, Dr. Ryan Paget quickly came to understand how deadly CVID could be. And basically talks about the fact that it took uh, longer uh, uh, for him to treat his patients. And more importantly, uh, on March 12th, with his wedding day two months ago, he also became a patient. So here's a doctor, he's treating patient, and he bec becomes a patient. And what happens to him? He becomes a patient where his, he has acute respiratory failure, all right? 
And, uh, and what happens in this condition when we have acute respiratory failure, you have this cytokine response. And what ends up happening is if you look at the lungs, and when you look at the lungs, you have these little beautiful alveoli, uh, which are all the little uh, alveoli, alveoli which fill up your, uh, your entire lungs. And it, it's at the alveoli where fresh air comes in and we exchange with the capillaries you know, blood that needs to let go of its CO2 and get replenished with oxygen. That's through the capillaries. That's what I'm showing here again to people on Instagram. Now, when you have that cytokine storm taking place, the lungs, uh, the endothelial of the lungs, um, basically there's injury uh, because of the cytokine storm and they start filling up with fluid as I'm sharing in this diagram. So you have this little bulb, which now let's say half of it fills up with fluid, okay? And that's what was happening to him. And he was starting to essentially start starting to die. And by the way, we know that it's almost a death sentence when you put people on ventilators. And many of you know that I've uh, since probably about a month now, I sent a letter to the president close to a month ago. And I said in this protocol, which I'll bring up here, uh, I wrote to the president, some of you may know, this uh, very interesting letter. I said, we need to take care of not just the uh, immune health, but we need to take care of the economic and the immune health. Both we should do. And I wrote a letter to the president, which was written in normal courier typewriter font. But basically, you can go find this up on our website on shivaforsenate.com, which I'll come back to. Everyone knows that I'm running for U.S. Senate. And in this letter to the president, I said, we don't need to shut down the entire economy. That sounds, in my opinion, not the right thing to do. What we should do is take the critically ill, people who are getting on uh, ventilators, give them vitamin DNA, and particularly for those people, give them high dose vitamin C. I'm not gonna review the whole letter, but I do wanna share with you, I call these people, uh, what I call these people was the group, um, group two, hospitalized in critical condition, like this doctor was. And for those people, if you look at the group, um, that group's protocol, which is right here, look what I say deliver intravenous vitamin C 100 grams per drip. Let me bring that over here. So right here in the letter to the president, I said we need to give those people who are on critical condition intravenous vitamin C 100 milligrams, okay? Now, even in the literature, it's 10 to let's say 15 grams per six hours IV drip. So that was my recommendation. And by the way, this is not only my recommendation, you know, integrated medicine, medical that already know this. They've been doing it. However, the media does not want to report on it. Facebook, you know, X's you out. They take away your information. They put banned and stuff. These people are ridiculous. And we'll get to Facebook. Facebook, by the way, gets a lot of money from Big Pharma. Uh, Chan Zuckerberg, the foundation of Chan and Zuckerberg, husband and wife, they want to support vaccines. They put a lot of billions of dollars into pharmaceuticals and vaccine, and they also control the media. Think about this. These guys should be in jail for what they're doing, but they will attack if you say this. But here in the letter I wrote to uh, the president, I, I did that. And here what we're saying, going back here, what we fundamentally see is that even USA Today, the mainstream media is saying that when you put a guy in a ventilator, it's basically a death sentence. Now, in this case, this doctor, as you notice, soon after being admitted to his own hospital with a high fever, cough and difficulty breathing, he was placed on a ventilator. 
Five days after that, his lungs and kidneys were failing, his, his heart was in trouble, and doctors figured he had a day or so to live. So think about that. Here is an ER doctor who's been taking care of people, and suddenly he finds himself deathly ill. His body is undergoing that cytokine storm, as I've educated you on. The doctors really fully don't understand this yet, as I understand uh, the article. They put him on the ventilator, and he's getting worse. Okay, it's not like he's getting better. We'll talk about why he's getting worse. So five days after that, his lungs and kidneys were failing. His heart was in trouble and doctors figured he had a day or so to live. So think about that. Here's a situation. The doctor is getting deathly ill. Remember, it's his weakened immune system, as we've already educated everyone, you should educate people, is attacking itself. Okay? And what they initially did was to follow this protocol with the hospital administrators, force them to two, um, because of the money involved in every time you put someone on a ventilator, more insurance. So they put him on a ventilator and he actually starts uh, hurting himself or the ventilator starts hurting. He gets into worse condition. And as I've shared, why does this occur? So remember, your alveolus is filled with that fluid. You're undergoing massive amounts of cytokine storm. And on top of that, now you start in this little ball, which is your alveolus, which is filled with fluid. So you have less volume, which means you're sending more pressure down that. And as you can see from this article that's written, it says if the injured lung is ventilated with high tidal volumes and high inflammation pressure, then lung injuries exacerbated gets worse with increased lung endothelial and epithelial injury. So that's what was going on. They put him on that ventilator and he wasn't that old. I think he was 45, 50. 45 years old, uh, but I'm sure he was under incredible stress. Probably his immune system was lowered. Now they put him on the ventilator and he's getting worse. One, one, I think he had a day or so to live. See, he was literally at near death. So this uh, awesome guy, this doctor who was helping people, now finds himself in critical condition, essentially one or two days to live after he's put on the ventilator, okay? So what do they do? So as a doctor says, he says, this is a movie-like save. It doesn't happen in the real world often. Paget said, I was just fortunate recipient of people who said, we are not done. We're going to go to an experimental realm to try and save your life. So think about that. Finally, because I guess they were his colleagues and they probably had some more emotional attachment, which is a good thing in this case. They said, we're going to go all out to try to help save you. Okay, that's what they did. And so what they did was something that they read about, that if they combine two drugs together, that's why I gave you that curcumin resveratrol. But the interesting thing is, what do they do? They decide to, in this case, they said, um, first of all, they recognize, as I've been teaching you, they said, based on the astronomical levels of inflammation in his body and reports written by Chinese and Italian physicians, who had treated the sickest COVID patients, the doctors came to believe that it was not the disease killing him, but his own immune system. It had gone haywire and begin to attack itself, a syndrome known as a cytokine storm. The immune system normally uses proteins called cytokines as weapons in fighting a disease. Um, hey, Michelle? 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 <laughs> uh, my battery's gonna run out if you could help me. Um, known as a cytokine storm. One second, everyone. I'm just going to go get my battery before I run out. I'll be right back. Michelle? 
All right. Sorry about that, everyone. I just want to make sure we don't run out of battery. But anyway, uh, the the doctors had had to learn this from previous experience. And what they said, what it, it had gone haywire, and, and the immune system normally uses proteins called cytokines as weapons in fighting a disease. For unknown reasons in some patients, the immune system first fails to respond quickly and then floods the body with cytokines, destroying blood vessels and filling the lungs with fluid. And this is exactly what I've been educating everyone on. So your own body attacks itself. And that's what it was doing here. And just to remember, if we go back here, this is, you see it right here. You have the cytokine storm taking place, right? And right here, after that, your alveolus starts to fill up with that edema, the fluids, and it gets worse when you send those ventilators on. They didn't know this. They, they, sh they should probably learn from this. The good news in this case, what these guys fortunately did to save this doctor's life is they did something really. They said our role was to quiet the storm. They said we got to quiet the storm. And what did they do? They said they gave him an experimental set of combinations, an immunosuppressive drug, and supplemented with high dose vitamin C. Now, the fact that they did that, A, is a great thing. B, the newspaper reported on it. That's a very, very good thing. Now, they're not gonna tell you how much the vitamin C helped, but the fact is they reported it. I'm not gonna you know, force them to admit the power of vitamin C, there's already written about it, which I'm going to walk, walk you through again to review. But the point is that they had to report on it and they did do the supplementation of vitamin C and this man is alive today. And what it says here as you go here, this doctor's alive today goes, the level of oxygen in Piaget's blood improved dramatically. On March 23rd, doctors were able to take him off life support. Four days later, they removed his breathing tube. He slowly came out of his sedated coma, at first imagining that he was in the top floor of the Space Needle, converted to a COVID ward. So there you go. So here's a guy who was under near death, two days to live. High dose vitamin C was one of the important parts of it with an immunosuppressive drugs, and he comes out of it. It's like literally being resurrected. It's quite extraordinary. Um, so I want to basically just review why does vitamin C work? hundreds of papers written about the power of vitamin C. Here's a paper, vitamin C, um, oops, let me go back here. As I've shared with you before, lots and lots of papers have been written about vitamin C's value. And here's a case that was used in the United States in conjunction with an immunosuppressive drug. Again, not clear how much that drug was needed. Let's give that to pharma if they want it. But the important thing is they did use high dose vitamin C. Here it says vitamin C may reduce the duration of mechanical ventilation in critically ill patients. Okay, that was a very important paper written in the Journal of Intensive Care. Here's another paper, vitamin C can shorten the length of stay in the ICU. It's exactly what happened to this gentleman. Vitamin C supplementation in the critically ill, a systematic review and meta-analysis. And in fact, this paper was written in the Journal of the American Medical Association, which is pro-pharma. Even they said, uh, talked about vitamin C, and even they had to admit right here, compared with placebo, was associated with a significant reduction in 28-day all-cause mortality and with significant decrease in ICU-free days. In fact, they could have actually given them more credit, and this paper really talked about how they actually manipulated some of the statistics in that paper, which should have been actually much more uh, on the side of vitamin C. The most important thing here is that vitamin C 
A lot of research has been done on it to lower the ICU, and in this case, they actually used it to help this doctor. Um, the thing here is how does vitamin C work? Well, the takeaway I want you to think about is there's really about four different ways, but two broad ways it, it inhibits. It brings down that cytokine storm, as you just saw what happened with this paper as reported in the Los Angeles Times. Uh, the other piece, it's an antiviral, but under inhibiting the cytokine storm, what it does, it's like a beautiful shock absorber. It really helps as a shock, uh, it's a beautiful shock absorber in the sense the entire, your entire immune system, as they said, is going haywire. And vitamin C comes in and beautifully, you know, smooths it out. That's called immunomodulation. The other thing vitamin C does, it's an antioxidant because when your body's undergoing that cytokine storm, it's putting up all these oxidizing species and vitamin C is an antioxidant. It eats up those reactive oxygen species. The other thing it does is it lowers the heat. It lowers the inflammation and it's an antiviral. It actually stops a vi uh, virus replication. So it does many, many things. And so I'm so excited that these guys actually did this for this doctor. So how does it do the immunomodulation? Just very quickly, this is some of the work we you know, did with analyzing the pathways with Cytosol, which we're modeling. You can see here's vitamin C on top. Here's a surface of a macrophage. A macrophage or immune cell is one of the cells that's going crazy. And when, when it's going crazy under this immunosuppressive uh, or uh, immune compromised situation, it produces this chemical called GAPDH. And so simply put, the, the immune system in its haywire condition makes this GAPDH, it's overexpressed. And what vitamin C beautifully does, it goes into the cell, it creates these reactive oxygen species, which basically go stop it. That's what this hammer-like uh, or nail-like line is, it stops it. So that's one thing vitamin C does. It stops a cytokine storm. Second, two other things. It's an antioxidant. It's a very potent antioxidant. It goes and eats up, as you see here, when the cytokine storm is taking place, it goes and inhibits that cytokine storm by scavenging, eating up all the oxidizing species, and it inhibits inflammation by inhibiting a, another chemical called NF-kappa-beta, NF-kappa-beta, right? So it has these two actions. The, the fourth thing vitamin C does, it's an antiviral. Remember, when a virus gets into the cell, it takes this ribonucleic acid, it then starts using your cell's machinery to replicate it, and then it reassembles itself, and then it transports itself out. So basically, it comes into your uh, cell, uses a cellular machinery to take over it and replicates. Well, vitamin C stops the nucleic acid replication, it stops the virus assembly, and it stops the transport. All three very powerful things. And so in summary, you know, uh, what I want to leave you with, and maybe we'll take some questions, the main thing here is vitamin C, IV vitamin C is very, very powerful. Um, it's extremely powerful. Um, and this is what it does. It increases cellular immunity. It increases humoral immunity. It increases antiviral proteins. It increases energy by providing necessary electrons. It limits the main source of fuel to these pathogenic organisms and it maintains structural integrity of the cells. Very powerful. So I can't 
emphasize if any one of you have loved ones, the sooner you get them, especially if they're in a critical condition on the IV vitamin C, you're giving them a very, very good chance of survival versus the 10% that they have on just going on those ventilators. So please consider the science here. Don't get bamboozled. Um, and in closing, uh, you want to take away vitamin C is for critically ill, no side effects. And in this case, again, New York Times reported the doctors administered the drug. This was a drug they gave. Toxil is umbomb. I don't know how to pronounce it. Often used for cancer patients who have similar immune system reactions. They added high dose vitamin C after seeing reports. Hmm, I wonder where they saw those reports that it might be beneficial. These experimental treatments had also been tried on another patient with some success. So there's a doctor, you know, Ryan Page, uh, best to him and his family. Uh, he once played in the Rose Bowl, he was a football player, and he rarely missed a day uh, to work on illness. Then coronavirus took him to the brink of death. So great story. And so I hope everyone understands here that we really need to recognize the power of vitamins now and, and, and when used appropriately. Now, one of the things I wanna end with here is there's a very, very interesting article over here, which I can bring up here. Look at this, isn't this interesting? Facebook has a prescription, more pharmaceutical ads. Pharmaceutical companies are ramping up their spending on social media, triggering some patient advocate concerns. And if you read this article, it came out about a month ago, and it really talks about how much pharma is spending about a billion dollars, a billion dollars on mobile ads. Um, and you can read about the companies that are spending it, you know, throughout this, uh, people are concerned about this, but the bottom line is that Facebook, right here, let's go back to the top, Facebook has a lot of money, revenue that they get about a billion dollars or more just from the mobile ads from pharmaceuticals. So here's Mark Zuckerberg and his wife who own Facebook. They also own a foundation which is big pharma, big vaccine funding. And so they're over here, it's, it's a for-profit, which then funds a non-profit. A lot of scamming they have going on there. And then they're the ones, if you say IV vitamin C is good for you, they'll probably rip down your ad. Now they're gonna have problems because the mainstream media is forced to report it. Um, I put up something on vitamin D. They said it's banned. So this is a kind of nonsense that's taking place. This is a kind of corruption that's occurring, even though we have actual facts. Now I think there's a good thing here because this doctor was one of their colleagues and I'm sure, as I mentioned, there was an emotional goal to want to save him. So I think they went all out. But the most important thing is even in this treatment, high dose vitamin C was, I would agree, in my view, one of the most critical ingredients used given all the preponderance of evidence that's out there. So I think it's great news. It's great news for truth, freedom, and health. It's great news for all of us because truth came out here. The science is there. They try to push it away. They said it was experimental. Frankly, IV vitamin C has been used for a long, long time. Let me see if people on uh, over here have any questions. Um, let's say do we have Liberty Spring, so much corruption, I hope it ends soon. Let's see what we have going over here on our um, situation here. Um, great, a lot of good comments. Uh, let me just close on this. Everyone knows that we're running for United States Senate. It would be remiss of me if I didn't mention this. And it's really important. Uh, people know in Massachusetts, we're running for Senate. I'm running for Senate as a educator, as a scientist, but more important, a fighter for truth. 
And it's, it's it, you know, you have so, someone like me as one of you who came from bottoms up, earned my way, and the Senate campaign, uh, we need to get people, uh, we need to get me on the ballot. We need support for our campaign, but this is a two-way street. It's not me uh, saying, I'm going to do this for you after I get elected. No. Here and now, if you go to our Senate campaign, I want everyone to go there. First of all, shiva4senate.com. And if you're outside of the country, uh, I can show you where you can also go to yourbodyyoursystem.com because we have some tools. Our, our, one of our goals of our campaign is to really educate uh, the citizenry here, how they can take care of the, their body, how they can understand their body as a system. So if you go to the Shiva for Senate campaign, you can see that one of our critical goals here is, if you notice right here, what do we say? Truth, freedom, and health. Truth, freedom, and health. Truth, freedom, and health. And as I've been pounding away at this, the bottom line is this. Without freedom, without the ability to really debate, to have open discourse, which it seems a number of people in power like Bill Gates and Hillary Clinton and Mark Zuckerberg who want to remove all of our Facebook posts um, and sometimes on Twitter they do it a little bit less. Um, the bottom line is they don't want us to have freedom. They don't want us to have open debate. But we need open debate and discourse is how we get to truth, how we can practice the scientific method. So one of the parts of the thing that I'm promoting my campaign uh, is that we must have digital rights, which means a citizen's internet. A ci and the Postal Service can be a, a very, very good part of it. You can go see my videos on it. The Postal Service was supposed to be for communication. The second part of this uh, movement is, is truth. Truth is where we no longer have corrupt science. How do we get to there? Well, we need to get to what I call citizen science, which means if we fund these scientific researchers in these major universities, you know what? It's your and my data. The, the research that they do as they're doing their research, they should put it up to the cloud, the public cloud, and you and I can analyze it. So we can actually see the climate data. We can actually see their vaccine data. If we funded it, it's our data, not their data, citizen science. And the third part of this entire movement here is that we need to make sure that we have health. How do we get to health? Well, the way we get to health is to remove all the middlemen, and I call it the Health Rights Act. So we remove all the middlemen, the GPOs, the PBMs, and we incentivize people to A, take responsibility for their own health. Just like we take care of our car, find the right mechanic, let's, excuse me, make health at the local level. Bring it back local, where we find our our doctors, we build a relationship, and that's where health emerges. Health does not emerge bottoms uh, down. That's the Chinese model. Everyone takes the same vaccines. So that's what our movement really here is about. Truth, freedom, and health. And you can go through it and you can experience it. And as a part of this, when people support our campaign in whatever way they can, one of the important things we're doing is we're giving people a really cool book I wrote called System and Revolution. It teaches you sort of an MIT uh, uh, knowledge of control systems theory in a very simple way. And then I give you access to a very powerful tool called Your Body, Your System, which enables you to actually figure out your bodies, what the balance of your bodies, like this doctor's body was out of balance. So we help you figure out your body's balance point. And then when it's out of balance, this black dot, and then how you can eat how you can use foods and supplements, etc., exercises to bring your body back into balance. It's not a 
tool. I'm not saying don't go to your doctor or anything. Or obviously not. You should go get the medical advice you need and deserve. But what I am saying here is that this tool will start to help you teach you how your body's an interconnected system, how different inputs can bring you back into your balance. So everyone, please go to Shiva for Senate. Please support us in whatever way you can. We must win this election because Massachusetts is fundamentally, it's a uniparty. The, you know, I'm running as a Republican, but I don't care about the Republican establishment party here. They didn't support our president. They don't support the working people. The Republican establishment and the Democratic establishment are one in Massachusetts. The center of the deep state is really Massachusetts. You have the quote unquote mecca of medicine. All the pharmaceutical companies are here. All the quote unquote big academia are here who want to support the pharma model. So our winning here with this election, Shiva for Senate, is going to be a huge victory for all people. And that's why uh, I'm doing this. That's why it's so exciting. And I've been so um, grateful to all the immense feedback uh, that we've gotten. This, this election here has really become our movement. It's not my running for some Senate seat to win that. It's really a movement for truth, freedom, and health. So everyone, go up there, support the campaign. And finally, we need to get on the ballot. Tell all your friends in Massachusetts to go up here because we can't collect signatures with this coronavirus hype, uh, fear-mongering. Go up here. Uh, even though we're legally allowed to go to the grocery stores, they send police out. So go out here. Fill, have your friends in Massachusetts. They have to be Massachusetts residents. Fill out. Click here. And they can literally get access to a form. If they fill out this form, their name, address, we will literally mail to their home literally mailed to their home an envelope with all the material so they can simply sign and send it in. Anyway, there you go. But in closing, we have seen now, I believe, the first glimpse, at least in the United States, where one of the things I've said, high dose vitamin C was used to save a life of an ER doctor. That's a good thing. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep pounding away at the truth. Let's keep going to destroy this big pharma establishment because they're the ones who created this fear mongering because they want to mandate medicine. Remember, they're losing money. Big pharma's losing money. So they need a new source of revenue, which is vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. And we're going to put an end to it because the truth is on our side. And more importantly, we're seeing a success like this and we're not going to let it take place. I'm not going to let it take place. Neither are you. Anyway, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure, and I wish you all a good night. Um, and if you guys want me to do any particular uh, type of videos, let me know. Uh, and that, you know, all the messages we're getting from you, we're trying to get back to you. We put together a system in place where you can go to a, a, a form where you can give your particulars, and we're triaging it to me or people in our team. Anyway, thank you very much. Be the light. Thank you. Be well.